Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business seven days a week vocnation.com and don't forget to check us out on twitter at vocnation good evening ladies and gentlemen welcome to the rock and roll union streamcast my name is ct as always very excited to be here under the voc nation umbrella now and uh, really excited to welcome all you guys into the fold as well uh have a great show for you this evening we're going to be joined by a group out of new york acdc tribute group goes by the name of bonfire and then we're also going to be joined by bear with me i just want to make sure i pronounce this gentleman's name the right way and that is ralph klein i'm hoping i'm pronouncing his name correctly spells r-a-f-e he'll be along in a little while uh, both fantastic musicians from various parts of the country and that is what our goal here is going to be for you guys just to bring you the best of rock music from around the country around the world we've been doing this now if you guys don't know us under voc nation we are um all about the rock music we've been in the local scene now going on for six years we started with voc nation way back in 2018 uh we had our podcast under the voc nation umbrella for about three years a lot of episodes you can go back uh, I'm sure there is a way of going back and researching some of those old episodes, but um, very glad to be here. Very excited. Uh, just waiting to see if this, uh, waiting on our host, or uh, our host, yeah, that's me, waiting on our guest. Bear with me for one second, guys. Um So, um, just a lot of stuff going on, guys. If you don't know me, I am also on the uh, Landis Live Atlantis Theater podcast. Really excited about that show. A lot of great stuff going on on that. You can catch us there Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Uh, but it is my pleasure now. And, uh, sir, I apologize if I'm butchering your name, but is it Raph? It's Rafe? Rafe. Yeah, Rafe Klein. I think I want you. Rafe. Yeah. Rafe. All right, Rafe Klein. So, um, Rafe, th- uh, 
big shout out to big shout out to uh christina avila for helping me set this up we go back a ways with christina really cool person really uh works hard at doing what she does but uh brave if you could give our viewers a little bit of background and information on what you've done musically how you came into doing what you do and how long you've been doing what you do um well uh you know i think it kind of started in the studio i've been working in the studio at vic steffens in west haven and that's where i got together with bobby t scott spray and uh and ron rifkin and we continued on a uh on a on a, with a band that was going that was happening for you know 30 40 years charlie carp and the name droppers and when charlie passed away we kept it going that's awesome i i've seen some of the some of the videos that uh, christina sent over to me and they were fantastic man i just gotta oh, say cool. uh so, so much talent in your band yeah, so how I'm, long I'm have really you lucky. i was gonna say i'm really lucky to be go ahead Rafe, I'm with, i was just gonna say you're, you're right i'm i'm very lucky to be surrounded with with such talent for sure very lucky man very um, talented band as as far as shows how often do you guys perform uh not that often we are uh, we're, we're i think we're more of a studio band um but you know we probably play you know, eight to ten times a year gotcha man and is there is there a difference that you guys see as far as i mean i'm sure you've been in the business for a long time but as far as the market where you where you guys are located you guys are located where again we re we record in west haven connecticut um so we're we're a southern connecticut band fairfield west haven milford area Gotcha. Now, how is the uh, how is the local scene up there? Like, I always love to talk to other people from outside the area and see like how how the scene is elsewhere. How is it over there? Oh, it's a great scene. There's, we have a lot of musicians, a lot of talent. So when 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 we need certain musicians, if we need an, an additional musician in the studio, there are a lot. There are a lot of them available. I don't know if it's just because we're connected to the studio, or there just is a lot of musicians around here, but they're there's a lot, a lot of horn players, a lot of great guitar players, of, of vocalists. So I would say that it's a, it's a great community here. Where are you? I'm in Southern Jersey, so uh, You're in pretty Jersey. close to the Delaware line. I got you. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really sure what it's like in in other communities, but here there, there are a lot of musicians, and a lot of them are available for for sessions that's awesome and if you need them if you need them you know on a gig but the there's a there's a really good close tight-knit musical community here yeah for for this area it kind of feels like it's a lot of uh a lot of cover bands a lot of tribute bands uh originals are a lot harder of a not to crack yeah that's 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 very common too i'm seeing that everywhere i go and seeing that here 
people appreciate the music. It brings them back to a certain time and they want to hear, you know, Aerosmith. <clears throat> they want to hear those songs just the way they yeah. did it. And that's, that's a big thing. Um, and I would say, yeah, we'll probably, you probably see more of the tribute bands or I don't know if you want to you know, traditional cover bands, then bands that do original music. I think that's true here too. Gotcha. Now, as far as you guys are, you, you said predominantly a studio, uh, outfit about how many albums, how much music do you guys have out there and how can people go about accessing that? Um, well, in we we released three albums so far since 2020 the first album is called name droppers and it's it's you can get it any way you would stream your music <clears throat> youtube spotify uh however you you listen to it um the second album was released in 2022 called name droppers 2 <laughs> the second album uh <laughs> And uh, that's, you can find that online. You could stream that. And we have some videos from that, from that uh, album as well. And the most recent was a record that came out in August, just August of 2023 called Blue Diamonds. And that was our third release. And uh, that album still is getting a lot of attention, not just in the United States, but this morning it was in, in France, um, and a, a lot of a lot of overseas uh, radio playlists, blues playlists. This final record, last record that we did, is more focused on blues than than anything else. It leans more blues than rock, and so we're fortunate enough to have it played on lots of different blues stations and blues playlists uh, or internet radio stations uh in the united states and and also in europe so you know i wanted to um my plan was to show uh there i had a live video that christina had sent me over of blue diamonds and what really affected me with that video is uh you had said that it was about oxycontin and the the struggle with that and i've lost i lost a good friend of mine to that I lost two brothers to opioids, so I was like right there with what you guys were talking oh. about. And oh, man, blew my mind. Oh, well, uh, first of all, I'm really sorry that you had a, not just one, but two deaths in your family. That's uh, may your brothers rest in peace. Um, it, it, you know, oxycotton and fentan fentanyl and overdoses very common in this area in Connecticut as well. And um, so we wanted to write something to sort of talk a little bit about that. We had some friends that had recently passed away. Um, and um, the song kind of came about in a way where <clears throat> Bobby and I were both sort of in a, in a, a, a dark place, nothing to do with, with, uh, you know, us particularly, um, but right. we've been there. We both of us have both of us have been there, and and uh, we can relate to. We still can relate to it. Um, 
so that's yeah that's where that that's where that song came out it came about and sort of a, a a tribute to to people that may have lost some friends or or loved ones or um anybody that they may have known they may have lost to opiate addiction it's a struggle man it's, a struggle. And, and it's so crazy like to to me it's they just i was reading an article the other day that they said there's something out there now that's like 48 times stronger than fentanyl and it was like mind-blowing to me yeah yeah it seems like every, we're always finding out that there's something well but forget about that this is way more powerful than, than this and so you know kids have to be careful i've got two two you know uh, young kids that are, that are just getting into high school and uh so I, you know, it's concerning. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll tell you that the kids today have a lot more to deal with than what we did coming up. Right. Yep. A post-pandemic so, um, world. Craziness. And so, how did you guys end up getting together? I mean, you said that you guys started out pretty much in. 2020 so that's like the, the the prime covid era uh how did you guys end up getting together and keeping this legacy going on it, it, it was in the studio <clears throat> a lot of it was was in the studio i <clears throat> i was working together with charlie carp if you don't know charlie's history he was the founder of the of the uh, name droppers back in the 80s but he got recruited out of high school staples high school in Westport, Connecticut, in 1970, by Buddy Miles. Buddy Miles had came to town. Buddy Miles was Jimi Hendrix's drummer, and they just had the band, band of Gypsies right around that time. And Jimmy, uh, uh, Buddy was starting his new band, his, his own band called the Buddy Miles Express. So to make a long story short, he was performing at a high school in, in Westport, Connecticut, and they were the opening act. They they were the band that actually played with Buddy for that concert. And Buddy was blown away. And wow. next thing you know, he said, I, I want you to quit college and uh, quit high school. It wasn't even college. Quit high school and come on the road with us. And he did. And he recorded four albums with Buddy Miles. One was Them Changes. You know that song? Well, my mind is going yeah, yeah. through them changes. Yeah, on that. And so, you know, they were on... Uh, they were playing, opening up for Jimi Hendrix in L.A. And uh, this was a kid right out of high school. So that was his story. And then later on, they came back to Connecticut and they had formed other bands. And I met him in 2009 and he became my guitar teacher, my mentor. I wasn't really a full mu oh, wow. full time. Mu I wasn't a musician. And we we became friends and he encouraged me to write. And I started writing songs with Charlie and we started putting some music out. And that's when we met uh Vic and some of the other guys from the studio and uh in 2019 just as we were putting out an album for Charlie he got diagnosed well it wasn't really a diagnosis he went into the hospital and he died he had cancer he had liver cancer nobody knew that he had liver cancer he never came out of the hospital and uh, so we had this album coming out so we we put the album out and Luckily for me, the guys in the band were willing to keep it going. Charlie was the lead guitar player. He was the lead singer. And I was just sort of a side guy playing rhythm. 
so uh, we weren't sure how to do it but they kind of stuck stuck it stuck with me and we started playing and recording and i got better i started to learn how to play up to those guys and we got better as a band and we became a unit and uh and a lot of it had to do with just being in the studio and, and recording and then taking those songs and playing them out, trying them out. And uh, and then, you know, doing some of these gigs. And then we started releasing music. And then you saw some of those those uh, videos. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wow. Yeah. Now, like when you first fell in love with music, who was who who spun your wheels for you? Who did it for you when you first as a kid? Who did you first look up to? I you know, probably Bob Dylan. He was a huge inspiration on me. And Bob Dylan. And then I started and then I got into the band, Bob Dylan and the band. And I got into their music. And uh, that was probably I started reading a lot of books on Bob Dylan. And that was probably one of my first inspirations. It's incredible that he's still out there doing it. Yeah, he is. He doesn't really have much uh, anything else going on as far as I could see. That's just what he does. I don't even think he's married. I don't know if he has a good relationship with us. I don't know what he does. He's just been on this tour since the 80s, right? Constantly going. That's it. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. If and, you want to go see Bob Dylan, don't expect to go hear uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. You're going to hear something totally different. You probably won't like it. You won't like his voice. But it's, you know, you go to see a modern Dylan show, it, it that's what it is. But I fell in man. love with his music and, and his story. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the greatest songwriters that's ever lived. Absolutely. One of the best. So what does, I know we're just three days in, what does 2023 look like for the name droppers so far? 2024. See, that's how close. You're you're right. I'm still saying 2023. You're still saying 2023. Well, I can tell you that we've been in the studio and we're going to be released at some point soon. We're almost done, believe it or not, with a a new album that we're going to release in mid-2024. But before that, we've got some shows coming up, um, uh, some shows in New Haven, and we're going to play some shows and have some performances. And uh, we hope that we could release an album. Most likely, we will release an album in 2024. Awesome. Awesome. Is there any hope of any idea what a release date looks like for that? 
probably June or July. That's uh, that's what we have penciled in with the uh, with the radio people. But again, it's just a pencil. But if I had to guess, I would say June or July we would release the album. Nice. Now, as far as being in the studio and being predominantly studio musicians, do you guys do anything as far as licensing your music out or selling it to different avenues? There's so many different ways to do music now. It's, it's incredible. Um, no one's ever approached me to license any of our, any of our music. So um, I can't say that, that that's happened. Would you guys be open to that if that was a possibility up come up in the future? Sure. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't see anybody that would have an interest in licensing. I mean, we if we do a cover, we license a Beatles song or something like that if we're going to do that. Right, right. Um, I, I don't see that that I don't see people wanting to do that. But if they wanted to do it, they would just just like we would license uh, you know an, an artist we register all our music with bmi so if they they certainly out there and they could cover it or whatever if they somebody wanted to that would be pretty cool actually but um so i, I don't see my it. Last question, my last question for you rape is favorite places to play uh what, what are some of the the your favorite venues one of the favorite places that I love to play is the Bitter End, which is uh, located on Bleecker Street in New York City's Greenwich Village. And uh, we, we've nice. we've played there uh, a number of times, played there with, with Carol Sylvan, when we do Carol Sylvan in the Name Drop, which is a great soul singer from Queens. Uh, and that's, it, it's not the biggest place, but it's well known. One of the reasons I like it is because I was just telling you before, I used to read a lot of stuff about Bob Dylan, study Bob Dylan. And and every book, every time I read something or talking or, or, or heard a story, the bitter end would come up. Bob would play there all the time. So for, uh, for, for me to go and play there and see pictures of Bob on the wall and Joni Mitchell uh, posters in the back, um, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite places to play for sure. Man, yeah, I definitely have to check that place out. I, I, I've been to New York. It's funny, as a Jersey guy, I've been in New York once. I got, I got to get out there more often. Oh yeah, you got to get, you got to get up there. <laughs> yeah, I would say down there, but you got to get up there, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, next gig coming up is when? Um, uh, for there's two projects. The next gig that we have coming up for Bobby T and the Name Droppers. There's going to be a show uh, at uh, another place, one of my favorite places to play. It's not as well known, but in Connecticut, it's very well known. It's called Cafe Nine, and it's been around for, I don't know, 50 years or so. And that's in New Haven. And we're going to be playing there uh, Saturday, February 10th. Nice. Now, are there tickets? Of, uh, are there, is this a ticketed? show is this something that people can go about buying tickets for it is it is it's uh you, you can go to the website which is the cafe nine website i think it's cafe nine.com n-i-n-e and there's a there's a ticket link and you can you can pre-order tickets or 
the old-fashioned way, you can go there and get tickets at the door. But the place yeah. fills up. So we, we would recommend getting tickets because it, it gets crowded there. Awesome. Well, Rafe, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with me tonight. Best of luck to your brother. Please keep in touch. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me as a guest on your show. And thank you for um, your love of music and for what you're doing and helping helping guys like like me and, and bands like Bobby T and the Name Droppers get the name, get to drop our name. <laughs> so thank you. you can, and if is. anybody wants, you can go to our website, which is www.thenamedroppers.net, and you can get information on the shows and uh and anything else well thank you awesome. my friend thank and you thank you christina thank you so much for watching <clears throat> thank you i'd like to thank christina for setting this setting this whole thing up christina villa she's been a tremendous supporter of our shows and uh and and, and our music and and our cause so if it weren't for people like her and people like you uh it, it wouldn't be as easy for us to uh to get the word out so we appreciate that. Glad to do it, brother. Have a great rest of your evening, my friend. Thank you. You too. Take care. See you. So there was Rave Klein, man. Bobby T and the Name Droppers. Make sure that you guys check them out. And uh, all the good stuff that they have in store, man. I really need to... Uh, I'm not sure... You know, I had this problem with uh, the Landis Theater podcast. They have changed internet providers. I have uh, I have Xfinity, Comcast, and for some reason, I've had issues with internet speed. So if we're lagging a little bit, my apologies. But uh, really, really great to have you here with us this evening, guys. We're going to be joined momentarily by an ACDC tribute. I Kind of had the uh, the times shift a little bit. Um, another great Christina Avila band artist that she works with. She is a phenomenal promoter. Um, if you are looking for any form of music, make sure you look reach out to her. Uh, taking a look at the schedule coming up, guys. We have. Uh, let me bring up my calendar here. Next week we have Bob Mitchell and Tito Puente. If you guys are familiar with Latin music at all, we have Tito Puente, who is going to be a phenomenal musician uh, to speak with because he is a junior. His father was very well-known, very famous musician in Mexico. Looking forward to talking with him. Love that Latin drum set, man. You got to love those Latin drums. And then the week after that, we're going to be doing a roundtable. So for those watching this show for the first time, you guys – don't know as much about this show as maybe some other people who have watched. And what we usually do is we'll go out and we will bring in, just like we did with um, Rafe, we'll bring in lesser known musicians and beef them up and give them a chance to let their music be heard out there. Um, with that being said, we wanted to change it up a little bit based on what we've done. Uh, this is now in Feb February going on six years. So for our sixth year, we're going to shuffle it around a little bit. That being said, 
January 17th, I believe. I just want to bring that calendar up just to make sure that I have the right date. January 17th, we're going to have a roundtable on tribute bands. Uh, we're going to have Ray Mamrak, the owner of the Landis Theater. If anybody knows anything about tribute bands, it's that guy. They, they must have at least 20, 30 tribute acts a year come through that place. So uh, he really knows what he's talking about. We're going to be talking with a guy named uh, Steve Desco from the, from the land of Oz. He is an Aussie. He is the South Jersey Aussie. If you've never met this guy, never seen this guy in person, he is the guy to check out. Uh, really, really does well with his craft. Uh, so we're going to have him on board as well. Probably Ira Fleischer, who is the drummer to Loungefly, Stone Temple Pilots Tribute. And we're going to be talking about the positives, negatives. We're going to be talking all about the ins and outs of tribute bands. I am really blessed and excited and happy to start 2024 with VOC Nation, man. I go way back with Brady, man. This is, like I said, uh, February will be six years that we've been doing what we were doing. And we started off on VOC Nation, so I'm excited to be here. Make sure you guys check out all the really cool shows that are part of VOC Nation. Um, the main show that I I know personally because I listen to it every week is in the room. Listen to that show, uh, but there is a lot of other shows. If you're a pro wrestling fan, uh, I suggest... And I am, I'm a very big pro wrestling fan, but I'm proud to be the only rock show that is on this network. So uh, really, really looking forward to that, guys. Uh, the comment sections are always on. Brady, rock on, my brother. And uh, really, really looking forward to seeing what the future holds. Uh, I'm going to be working, like I said, with this internet. The internet speeds are what they are. Um, I know working with the Landis podcast that they've had to change internet providers just based on the quality of internet. If you guys have anything you want to add to that, uh, feel free. If I'm lagging and you want to let me know, feel free on that as well. I have a cat here who will not leave me alone as we wait on our next guest. Uh, really looking forward to speaking with Donnie. Donnie plays Angus. And the New York tribute band to ACDC called Bonfire. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know Bonfire was a box set that came out of ACDC. It was all the stuff from Bon Scott. But Bonfire, the tribute band, covers both eras of ACDC. They cover Angus. Uh, well, of course, they cover Angus. Angus was there for the whole thing. But they cover Brian Johnson and they cover uh, Bon Scott as well. So a lot of great stuff. Um, trying to think, like I said, if you have yet to check out the Landis podcast, make sure you do so. Uh, we're on there Tuesday nights on the uh, on the Landis Theater website. Uh, they have a great show coming up this week, which is Rail of Genesis. Uh, it's a tribute to Genesis, Peter Gabriel, Eric Genesis. We did a show with them last night, a podcast with them. The, Great guys to talk to, but I try to bring things even further outside of uh, Landis Theater by being on VOC Nation, doing my show, doing what we do here, 
and we we cover it all, man. We go from tributes to original acts to uh, we have some great trap rockers coming up, man. Um, guy that I'm very excited to speak to will be with us within a few short weeks. That being Jesse Rice. If you guys are big into uh, trap rock, if you like Jimmy Buffett music at all, if you like summertime music, I suggest Jesse Rice. Rice, man. Jesse is such a great dude. He uh, wrote the song Drive, which was the Grammy Award winning song from, I uh, wanted to say Rascal Flatts. I'm glad I cut my tongue on that. But uh, Florida Georgia Line song Drive, They he wrote that. Um, and what's great with the trap rock scene is you don't have to pay a lot of money to go to a big venue. They play people's backyards and you can come and speak with the musicians and speak with the artists and hang with the fans and most of the time it costs you twenty dollars at the most so just trying to uh see what we're doing here and uh like i said within a moment's time we'll be getting joined by donnie I want to make I want to make sure I'm pronouncing his name right too, because I don't want to say Danny Bonaducci, but his name is so close. It's Donnie uh, Bonatucci, something in the <laughs> uh, Donnie Bonatucio. So real close, Donnie Bonaducci, Bonatucio. So. Uh, Just waiting for him to be joining us momentarily. Usually we don't have these big uh, air spaces. I'm going to be uh, probably bringing on a co-host next week. Looking forward to him coming on as well. And uh, here we go. Here is Donnie B. Angus. Donnie, my friend, how are you, dude? We are here. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well, brother. Um, so I want to make sure that I, I say this right. You guys are coming from Rochester, New York, and that area. Now, is is that pretty close to Buffalo, that that type of area of New York? It is an uh, – Rochester is an hour east of Buffalo. Okay. I would, I would consider Rochester our home area. Um, we travel to Buffalo once in a while, but – it's not been very kind to us. So I would just say central New York. So, you know, Finger Lakes region, central New York. Okay. Yeah. So with being on those Finger Lakes, how cold is it there for you guys right now? You know what? I'm I'm going to say it's actually not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. So um, to bring up a, uh, bring up a picture of what you do there he is and i you know i wanted to ask why acdc how long you've been in acdc was acdc the number one band for you or was it something that you guys just felt like you needed to do i feel like playing acdc was a project that was attainable um, I always heard them growing up. I was always very much into any sort of guitar driven rock and roll. So 
obviously ACDC, but bands like Kiss that had two guitar players, uh, bands like Crocus that had two guitar players, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Uh, there was a band out in New York City called Riot. Not Quiet Riot, but just Riot. I was really heavy into them. Um, so anything that had two guitars, which sparked my interest of, okay, well, why is there two guitars? Well, one guy's laying the rhythm track, the other guy's playing the rhythms and stuff, but then jumps out to do a solo. So that was really what was very interesting to me, that you could have two guys in the band playing guitar. One guy was rhythm, one guy was lead, or sometimes you'd switch in some of the bands. Now, ACDC, that's not the case. Malcolm always played rhythm, except for a handful yeah. of leads that he did in the studio early on. But then once they've refined their recording process and the band's brand and image, it was all Angus doing the solos. So, yeah. Now with power trip, I believe they brought in, what was it? Their nephew to play uh, for Malcolm. Yes. Yes. Stevie. Yep. And he's filled with them and... in with them in the past too. Any any thoughts to him as far as him covering for Malcolm's parts? I think he did a very good job. I think I think that that type of guitar playing and that vision of rock and roll, I think it runs through their blood. And uh, he was just next man up. So, yeah. And, you know, the, the thing with ACDC, as far as I'm concerned, is, and I don't think people pay enough attention to it. To me, I love classic rock and roll i love old school rock and roll i love the 50s i love the 60s the early 60s music of it uh guys like chuck berry and uh tom parker and like just i love that time period and i believe the acdc especially angus carried that through and i don't think he's given enough credit or recognized enough for how he carried that torch to the next generation. Any thoughts on agree. that? I would agree. Um, those definitely were all the roots. Uh, a lot of Angus's early influences, Muddy Waters, uh, Johnny Winters heavily, actually. Uh, Chuck Berry, for sure. Oh, yeah. but, but the family in general, their musicianship, um, even though you know Malcolm being a little older, Angus just kind of followed that, what Malcolm liked, and then they both became the like it together. They were both able to go. They were close enough in age that they were able to, able to go to concerts together. Like they talk about seeing Led Zeppelin. They talk about seeing the Rolling Stones and all these other different bands uh, that they mention in a lot of their bios that just that groomed path the pathway uh, for what they wanted to do, which was that straight ahead rock and roll with those early roots for sure. Now, do you think the music changed drastically between Bon and Brian? I don't think the music changed. I think the writing changed and I think the, the lyrics changed because um, one thing that goes unnoticed is that Bon Scott's writings were actual stories, stories of mischief, mischief, mischief excuse me, stories of love, stories of uh, just just outright, you know, lunacy. They, a lot of his songs are literal stories of things that has happened in his life in conjunction with being in all the bands he'd been through and the hard life that he lived. Once Bond was gone, I believe those lyrics literally changed the course of the band. Uh, the writing became, I think it came harder to come by, but I think they understood that we have to write differently now. It's a different person. So it's not going to be just Bond Scott 2 reincarnated. These stories aren't going to 
continue to move forward, you know, we're going to write differently so now. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Bonfire. How long have you guys been together and uh, how all the pieces come into play? I say I say we established in 2012, but it was mostly late 2011. It was by the time we started to play out, it was so late in 2011. I just called it 2012. So uh, the story starts uh, 1993, a bunch of friends of, of that played drums, guitar and we found a bass player. We just started jamming. And a lot of us worked at the same TV studio, uh, master control and engineering. And the one guy knew had a cousin on drums. So we just got together as a four piece and we just started jamming all sorts of tunes. And we're like, hey, we've got a decent band here. What do, what do we want to play? So we were just kicking around being a cover band. And what eventually happened was is one snowy night in late, late 93, we went out to this club and we saw this band playing ACDC and we're like, they weren't a tribute to it. They were just playing all music. They weren't a tribute band. They just were a, a bunch of guys from other cover bands. And they said, look, this show on this odd Wednesday or Thursday night is just going to be all ACDC. And they played mostly the old Bon Scott stuff. And so the guitar player and I were the only one that were able to go. And we kind of looked at the stage and we kind of looked at each other and went, Hmm. Hmm. This is not what these guys do all the time. They can do this, but maybe that's what we can do all the time. So we floated it to the other two guys, and the four of us just started working on all ACDC. So we had a drummer, two guitar players, and a bass player. And, I, and the bass player had never played bass before. He was actually a guitar player and a keyboard player. But he says, well, uh, I do a lot of, you know, I know how to, I can do bass, so I'll, I'll get a bass and an amp. And he learned it just like that because he was already very musical. Wow. So the four of us got together and we said, look, this is good enough. We've got six to eight songs here. The only thing we're missing is vocals. So this was in the Rochester area. So they had a magazine, uh, a musical trade uh, called The Free Time. And so we put a, just a small ad in. We pulled our money together to put in Musician Wanted. And we said, uh, ACDC tribute band looking to form up. We need, we need a singer. We need Bon Scott or whatever we said at the time. So we had a couple guys come down. I, I really don't remember how many guys came out, but one guy came down to our rehearsal and he just said, "Do you mind if I go? Do you mind if I just listen for like four songs before I sing?" And we thought, "Well, that's kind of odd, but okay." So we played something like "Live Wire," "Riff Raff," "Rock and Roll Singer," "High Voltage," "Bad Boy Boogie," a bunch of these really old songs, and he kind of just he kind of just went, "Oh boy." You're my kind of band. You played some great stuff. So then he jumped in on vocals and he worked on uh, his vocals and what we formed, what was called high voltage at that time. And uh, I, I was designated lead guitar player because the other guy, he says, I really can't figure out the solos. Why don't you do it? So I said, okay. And so we started playing out very early on and there was no costume per se. There was, I, I even though I was lead guitar player, I did not dress like Angus. So I think we did five or six shows that way and the response was good and i thought well if we're going to make this work then i need to go to a thrift store and kind of buy a shirt and a tie and put, put a costume together and i didn't tell the band guys about it i said we was just another show in the winter so i said you guys start playing live where i'm going to come through the crowd i'll sneak up on stage start right at you know whatever the time was start right at 10 o'clock so i went to this little dressing room and i didn't tell them and i put on this costume and i started walking through the crowd and as soon as i got up to the stage 
they all their eyes just went, oh, my God, you did it. You, you put the costume on, you put the costume together. So from then on, uh, we were called High Voltage uh, when we played all the ACDC classics uh, from 1994 up till about 2010, 11. And then uh, we had a few member changes. We had a couple guys got married, had kids. They just couldn't dedicate the time to it anymore. Uh, we took a couple short hiatuses, but we were always together uh, playing a few shows a year, if not many shows in one year. And so eventually the singer retired. He just didn't want to do it anymore. He'd, he'd been in a bad accident. It took a toll on him and he tried to come back and uh, he just he says, I can't do this anymore. So we formed a different band. We went from high voltage to bonfire and I had a singer in mind. And then all we did was Bon Scott because this guy, his name was Michael Vincent. He lives in the Albany area. He sang Bon Scott so good. He had that nasal, that perfect nasal tone. And so we just, that's all wow. we did was Bon Scott. And we, we were successful. We were, you know, band formerly known as High Voltage. We didn't want to keep the name because the singer was so good. We've decided that, look, let's let High Voltage rest. We'll just put that to end. And we'll just start this new project. And it was pretty much all the same, the same characters and players with a new singer. So, but what had happened is what we found out is, is while we were very good, we were, because we could only play Bon Scott, we were pigeonholed. We could only open for certain people, or we could only do yeah. small club shows because there was only so much Bon Scott material. And so even though we were being requested to play more, the singer had a very difficult and busy job. He was a new father and he was doing a lot of traveling for work and he was fitting time in for us. And he says, listen, guys, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. It's just too much for me. The band's kind of outgrown what I can do. And I said, look, you know, talk to the other guys. I said, all right, Mike, you know, we appreciate it. You know, you're always welcome to join us anywhere we play, but it's, if you're going to retire, then what we're going to do is our next singer is going to be able to sing both. We're, we're going to do that Bon Scott into Brian Johnson transition, just like the band had to do. But, you know, we, we didn't want the person to die. We wanted to be able to represent 50-50, both, uh, both areas, right, right. the Bon Scott and the Brian Johnson. So we held a few auditions. We had maybe three or two or three guys come down, and we picked the current singer we have now, uh, Steve Seniuk. Um, there was, there was, excuse me, there was one gentleman in between there that was very short-lived. His name was uh, uh, Danny. He was in a local cover band in Rochester called Catch-22, Danny Mayer. He was a very good singer. He could sing all over the place. Um, so we were just starting to get rolling with him, and he, he unfortunately had a, a tragic accident at work that, that took his life. A uh, very unexpected uh, accident at work. Mm -hmm. So he was really only in the band a very short time, maybe six months. So we had to re- recall back the other guys and put the audition process out again and we ended up with steve saniak who we currently have and he came in with with a lot of experience singing in tribute bands he did a judas priest he could sing Queensryche. he could sing just all these things from all different cover bands and eras of music that he sang but the only tribute experience he had was really uh, uh singing rob halford which is a very difficult voice to sing so he he took the material and he, he, he retrained himself and he got got the Rob Halford out, like the certain holes and the, the, the kind of the Jeff Tate certain things that were in his voice. He learned yeah. to get those more to the growl. He, he learned to change uh, his throat over the first couple of years. And, and now it's just second nature for him. And everybody asked him, man, you sing like that. Can you talk? And, and he talks just fine. He goes, I actually just. I am actually to do this without hurting my voice. He has a way that he can 
I don't want to use the word trick, but he, he's he's not hurting it when he sings. He just has a way that he can sing that Brian Johnson, uh, John Brian technique, Johnson Brown. Yeah, it's it's a technique that he he figured. So so we've been bonfire ever since uh, I call it 2012, and uh, we're we're coming up on 2024 here. So it's it's this this year in the spring. It's actually going to be. I just thought about this the other day. This is once we hit spring. This is going to be my 30th year of of impersonating Angus Young and playing Angus Young lead. Wow! So <laughs> I just thought of it the other day. I'm like, wow. I mean, if you do something even for 10 Jeez. years, 20 years, you got to be pretty decent at it and still have people want to come and see you play. Oh, you know? yeah. So, so uh, here's the band. Uh, I just want to ask you a little bit about uh, the other guys in the band. I want to include them in on here a little bit. Certainly. And Certainly. Uh, can, tell us a little bit about uh, each player, if you could. Yeah, so the, the lead singer, you saw him standing there with Steve, had the microphone and the hat on, and then to, to the left of him is our rhythm guitar player, Kenny Romer. Uh, Kenny's been in the band several years now, uh, I believe since 14, 2014. He lives, uh, he lives just a couple miles from me. Uh, myself, I live in Cortland, and Ken, Kenny lives in Cortland uh, as well, so we, we jam a lot together. Uh, the rest of the guys are from up the surrounding Rochester area, so that includes uh, bass player Mike Delolio, uh, our longtime drummer, Tom Reader. Uh, Tom was in the in, in early incarnations of high voltage uh, for a very long time, and he stepped away to do the family life. And then once his his family, the kids grew up and go to college, he goes, hey, I got some time on my hands if you guys ever need a drummer again. And just a little a quick note to, to mention, there was a drummer that we had for a while named Rick Sheldon. Um, he, was at the, he was at the secondary startup of Bonfire and uh, he, he, he passed away uh, due to health issues. So we did lose a drummer in there as well as that lead singer. And um, so Tommy was able to fill that role and come back in. And we have our bagpiper, uh, Kevin Dano. He lives up in from Mexico, New York. And he is very well known in the Syracuse community because he plays in uh, bagpipe and drum corps uh, competitions. Uh, so he, he, he found us at a show. And he says, if you guys ever need a bagpipe player, uh, we can do long way to the top, and we kind of looked at each other like, "Well, okay." And I, I dare say he's missed maybe one show, and it was due to maybe a bagpipe competition. But he'll show up. He knows where we're playing. He knows what time we're playing. He knows where the song is in the set. We've even given him solo time to open the show, and so he'll come out, open the show, and then we'll come jamming in, and then he'll just hang out and talk with people, and people buy him drinks, and. That he wears the whole kilt and carries awesome. the bagpipes around and everything, and uh, we don't we don't open the show with Longway, but we make it more of a middle crescendo point, and it just it helps the, that show get up that up that roller coaster ramp and then back down the other side. Um, so there's the rest of the guys, and if I can also yeah. please mention one of the early founding members, uh, Lee Starr. Um, he was there from the beginning, and he was through high voltage and through the beginnings of of Bonfire, and we lost him as well. Um, to to some lung issues, yeah. so we've had a couple. You know, we've had a couple hard times in the band, but we continue on. You know, in memory, uh, even though Danny was only there a short time, he was great. And Rick, Rick wanted to be a rock star. I mean, because I want to be a drummer in a great band. So uh, you know, Rick Sheldon, and uh, we got a couple road crew guys. Uh, we got Matt Hart who helps us uh, transport gear and helps us set up. Um, and we also have uh, Matt Mad Dog Warner who takes care of all of our merchandise. 
Um, we had T-shirts and guitar picks and band photos. So we could we could we, we had a lot of people asking us for stuff. So we're like, I, mean, I don't have I don't have time to do this. I can't do it. So we, me and Rick, kind of started doing it, you know. And we're like, man, I don't I don't, I don't have the time to carry the stuff around. And so like, well, Mad Dog, Mad Dog will sell the stuff and he'll buy the stuff. And so Mad Dog takes care of all of our merchandise and he acts as a liaison uh, to people. And uh, we have a show poster designer, uh, Kenny Romer's wife, uh, Rashana Patrick, takes care of all of our poster designing if we need certain graphics, um, certain things made up. So it's it's really kind of a small crew of us um, that do this. And we, we generally stay around the Finger Lakes region, but we do go to uh, Vermont once a year, which is a six-hour trip. Uh, we go to Ohio once a year, which is a six-hour trip. And we've been to Pennsylvania uh, as well. So we'd love to come to New Jersey sometime, you know, maybe the maybe the edge of New Jersey that kind of borders off New York State or Pennsylvania there. We'd love to come, you know, not too deep in the city at all, but maybe the outskirts of Jersey there. We'd love to come down if you can send us a, a place to book, you know. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, let, let's talk about you a little bit. I mean, the energy, how do you maintain that throughout a whole show? I mean, Still to this day, Angus blows me away with how much energy. I, he's in his mid-70s now. Yep. What does it take for you to maintain that energy, to run around the stage like that, to command that audience? Adrenaline, uh, focus, having fun, making people smile, making people sing, making people dance, uh, putting on a show, just channeling, channeling from within. Um, uh, I do use five-hour energy drink. Uh, you know, about an hour before the show to get to get me through. We usually we generally play three hour shows. Uh, it's either two long sets with a break or we'll play three hours straight. Occasionally we'll get asked to do a festival and then we only get to do one hour. So by the time that one hour is over, we're all we're all on 10 ready to keep going. We're like, hey, you guys got to finish. You know, you're only, it's only an hour. So, but for the most part, we do our own solo shows. We don't even have an opening act because people have told us, look, we just want to see you guys. We just want all ACDC yeah. for three hours or two sets or whatever. So we don't even, uh, we don't prefer to have opening bands, but if the hiring client says, Hey, you know, I'm hiring you. I want to want to put a band in front of you. And that's fine. We'll do that. But if we're the ones booking and we're the ones in control, it, you know, it's easier on the sound guy. He's only got a mic up one stage. You know, there's not a bunch of extra yeah. gear and extra, extra people around. It's like, look, just, we'll just hit it. But the energy uh, it just comes from just loving to play guitar and, and loving to play to entertain people. And I, mean, I even entertain myself, you know, and the, the other, it's fun watching the other guys in the band fit into their roles. And, uh, you know, it just, you, you, you just got to know the material. You, you work on it yourself. You memorize yeah. it as best you can. You know, you listen to the records and you sit down and you figure out, of course, we've been playing so long now. It's, and unless we pick a new tune to do, you know, like I think the last new tune that we learned was probably Demon Fire off Power Up. So you had to sit down and, you know, kind of, -na 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 -na, you know, kind of fig refigure it out. But for the most part, everything we're playing is greatest hits. Um, and we dig out, we dig out a few obscure tracks. Like every once in a while, we'll play Flick of the Switch. We'll play Inject the Venom, uh, Sink the Pink. Uh, we pulled out, uh, we decided to do Heat Seeker a year ago. And that song hasn't come out of the set. And just because we feel it's a challenge, that song is so fast and so upbeat that we feel it's a challenge Hell to play, yeah. so we keep it in. 
you know, um, who, once we learned who made who, I don't think that song has left the set list since we learned who made who. Uh, we did a whole bunch of shows this year, and it just started out as one guy that hired us. It was a radio station that hired us to do, look, uh, we want we want you to play the whole Back in Black album because the anniversary, we, we couldn't book you guys on the exact day or month that the album was the anniversary, but it's the next month, but we just want you guys to play the whole album in your set. And we're like, okay, well, we already played like eight or nine of the songs um, from that right. album. That's so we just had out. to make sure we just had to make sure we learned Let Me Put My Love. And so once, I mean, we all already knew it from playing it in the past. So once we tightened that one up, we we just went right through, you know, we would play a couple songs and open the show, maybe four or five songs. And then we'd say, okay, by request, people that hired us, the radio stations having their birthday party. They want us to play the whole Back in Black album, so we're gonna we're gonna open the show with a handful of songs. We'll play this whole album, these ten songs, and we'll do the birthday cake after uh, after Rock and Roll and Noise Pollution. And so we did it, and everybody was just—I mean—they were just blown away by hearing. Of course, you're gonna hear Hell's Bells. You hear that on the radio. You don't always hear Shoot the Thrill. You don't always hear Giving the Dog a Bone and Money, 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 Honey. And you always right. hear Shook Me, Have a Drink. You know, Back in Black, of course. And then Shake a Leg. Are you kidding me? That's an insane song. And then the anthem of Rock and Roll and Noise Pollution, while it's not played on the radio, you start playing and everybody's just like, they start no. singing along. So so us playing that by a client's request, I think almost every show that we played the rest of the year from like August on through November, we played the whole album. and We just started promoting it and everybody was just like, that's fantastic. You guys, you guys are great playing that whole album. Now, I don't think we're going to do that next year, but we still already play eight, like eight songs from that album because it's such just such a great album. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that that's, that was probably the best transition album ever created between two singers, man. I mean, now, uh, as far as your personal preference, what is your favorite ACDC album? Do you have one? I really like. How do I put this? I like I like the Let There Be Rock album because it's just so raw. It is the, the recordings and the guitars are just so raw. And I like Powers because and and again these are just such short albums. I think Let There Be Rock is what eight yeah. or nine songs. Powers is eight songs. You know or you know whatever. I mean I, mean, I could be wrong. I should have that memorized, but. Uh, they're just such short albums, you know, 40 minutes, 43 minutes. You know, Back in Black comes in at 10 songs. Uh, Highway to Hell comes in at 10 songs. Um, but my favorite song to play and to play live is to get as close as possible to the live album they, that they released. The If You Want Blood, You Got It album, which was live after oh, the Power yeah. Tour. I like that version of Let There Be Rock in there that has that extended guitar solo ending. That's that's my favorite. So we play that like that one. I mean, it depends on where it is in the show and if it ends the show. If I have time or we have time, I'll throw that solo on um, the the end, and then we'll do the big finale ending. So, and it's always got for those about the rock. Am I right? It's. That's the finale yep. for every ACDC show ever created. And um, now, as far as people out there finding you, uh, what is your next gig? And 
how do people go about finding your websites and stuff? Good. So right now we're actually on a winter break and we take the winters off because of the weather. Um, like I said, I don't feel that the temperatures get bad, but I'd hate to book a gig. And I know there's a lot of bands that play in the winter. It's just what they do. We decide to take December, January and February off just so we're not in a situation where eh, we got a big and a, a gig and we got this big snowstorm coming. And then you're working with the owner of why people didn't show up because of the storm. And we're like, you know what, we're just going to take those three months off and start up in March. It doesn't mean you can't get a snowstorm in March because it's happened, but people are still right. By March, people got that cabin fever. They're like, man, I got to get out of the house. I've been yep. in the house, you know, all winter. So we start up in March. So first of all, you can find us, our website, acdcbonfire.com. And then we have uh, two pages on Facebook. We have a main Facebook page. So you would just search for bonfire a tribute to acdc make sure that letter a is in there because if the letter a is not in there you'll end up with some other band named bonfire because there's about four or five of them around the world so bonfire wow. a tribute to acdc and then there, we have a facebook group page you just search for uh you know bonfire acdc tribute put in like rochester and that'll come up and the group page is more for people to to, to talk amongst you know and post Oh, I saw this ACDC news clip, or oh, I saw this, I saw that, and uh, you know all the I approve. Uh, if it's if it's something to do with ACDC, I'm the one that gets the uh, notification and approve those posts, and then I'm the one that maintains the uh, you know the the Facebook main page. I create uh, the gigs and the gig listings. Bands in town, you can find us on bandsintown.com if you search for Bonfire Tribute to ACDC. I actually use bands in town to create the shows and there's a widget that puts them onto our website, which is on a Wix.com, uh, a Wix.com platform, which is the ACDC bonfire.com. So that's how you can find us. So my last question for you, Donnie, I know it's, uh, we're, we're only what three days into 2024. What is the bonfire new year's resolution or plan or goal or well, what do you want to see you guys accomplish this year? We'd like to look for more uh, theater type shows. Um, we, we have a lot of club shows and clubs are fun, but we would like to graduate, uh, you know, through this year, we still have a bunch of clubs to play, but we'd like to graduate more to the small, a small theater situation, festival situations um, and, and casino situations. So just, they're earlier gigs, yeah. uh, usually earlier timed gigs, and they're you know cleaner, um, uh, you know nice dinners, things of that. And it's just they're just cleaner gigs. You know some of the clubs we play at, while they love us and they take care of us, uh, we'd like to get into more of the uh, you know theater, casino, and festival realms. Uh, once we get, it also gives you a it gives you a bigger stage to play, so it gives yeah. you more room. Mm-hmm. And it also uh, not putting anything down on the club circuit, but the, it tends to have higher production value for you guys as well to get right. into those theaters. There's a, just a lot more you can do with lights and sound in those places. Agreed. We definitely paid our dues and we cut our teeth in the clubs and we, we love everybody that comes to the clubs. And there's, like I said, there's a couple clubs that we play and we're honored to play there because those clubs have done so much, you know, because I, I call Rochester our home. All those Rochester clubs that are scattered 
on the outskirts of Rochester. None of them are right in downtown. They're all on the outskirts. And they do so much for local music. And that that's the reason that we continue to play there is because we want to be part of that local music scene in those places. Yeah. I hear you. Well, Donnie, thank you so much for taking some time to hang out tonight. My best of luck to you, brother. Please post anything on the Rock and Roll Union page. And have a great rest of your evening, Donnie. Absolutely. And if anybody lets you know, or, or if you know, or if there's any place that uh, there's having tribute bands, uh, we would love to come to New Jersey sometime. You know, There is a spot that you would absolutely love called the Stone Pony. And the Stone Pony would be the, I mean, this is the place where Bon Jovi, Cinderella, and all them guys came through in the 80s. Every, like, it's a legendary bar. You guys would love it. I'll see what I can do as far as that's concerned. But, yeah, killer spot. And it's that exact kind of location that you're looking for. It's North Jersey up by New York. So, great. not too far out. So, good talking to you, my brother. You have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. Thanks for your time. It was great to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon again sometime, all right? Oh, yeah, it sounds good. Thanks, brother. Have a good night. So there goes Donnie, man, uh, from Bonfire. Really excited to talk to him. And uh, really excited to see where we're going now with VOC Nation and StreamYard and everything else as well, guys. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to be joined by Tito Puente. Uh, really excited to talk to him. He's a little bit out of our wheelhouse uh, from what we usually do. Like I said, he does a lot of Latin merengue music and things along that line. Uh, his father was a very famous, well-known percussionist that came out of Mexico. Uh, he's following in his father's footsteps, looking forward to talking to him and looking forward to talking to Bob Mitchell next week as well. So uh, guys, until next time, don't just leave it, leave it better. Have a great rest of your week. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. VOC Nation's own Stro Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year from the VOC Nation family. To all of you, please continue to pray for Stro Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests. Like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. 
VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <coughs> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Yeah. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Please go out there, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the Does loss. Have well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.